Today's episode of the Elseworlds Exchange is brought to you by The Sorcerers of Carmine, the debut novel by Scottish author Luke Brady. Now look, I know we all love comics, but occasionally it's good to pick up a full prose novel every now and again, and this one's a doozy with a lot in it for comic book fans, especially if you like magic titles. It's got witches, pirates, and plenty of action. Think Harry Potter meets Pirates of the Caribbean. Basically, it's about a young guy named Perrin who discovers he has magical powers in a world that is tightly controlled by the people in charge. They decide to get rid of him, but he's rescued at the last minute by a pirate ship full of really colorful and entertaining senior citizens who whisk him away and teach him how to use his magic, and then they go on the run together. It's great fun and a really exciting read. You can pick it up from your local Amazon store by going to tinyurl.com slash lukebrady. That's L-U-K-E. B-R-A-D-Y. It's available on paperback, Kindle, or if you prefer an audiobook, it's on both Audible and iTunes. Even better, if you've got Kindle Unlimited, or if it's your first title when you sign up for Audible, you can get it for free. It's a great debut novel, and I think it's going to be the start of a really cool series, so give it a look. The Sorcerers of Caramine by Luke Brady, available at tinyurl.com slash lukebrady. That's L-U-K-E-B-R-A-D-Y. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate. Enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character. A problem to the police. But a crusader for law. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. This is the comic book review show where we take books from the past week, recap and review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then, after we're all done with that, give you recommendations for books that come out this week that we think you should pick up that are coming out. That's right. Uh, also, we'd like to make this a collaborative effort, so we will... Uh, chat with people from the live version of the show which is happening right now yeah. live right now uh, it is it is cool weather season and it is the, the i guess halloween weekend this was yes. the weekend for you to celebrate halloween because it falls on a wednesday this year yeah which means you know no one's having fun on halloween no uh at least not a monday but whatever yeah uh i see you you're just joining us from hogwarts that's right <laughs> that's a that's a that's a fine wand you have there. Thank you. It's very authentic. It is very authentic. Mm. It's made of elderwood. Oh, yeah. nice. That's right. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it means something. It's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we're gonna be chatting with you guys uh, live during the show, and in order to do that, uh, that's where we today we're gonna start off with. Uh, I don't have the preview up, so I'm not. I'm just gonna talk about that first. Okay. Uh, this was uh, Black Panther versus Deadpool. I wanted to get the credits, so I said it as I was writing it. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Black Panther versus Deadpool is actually a book that was recommended to me this morning, so I read it. Oh, good. Uh, it is written by Daniel Kibblesmith. <laughs> Naturally, if you're doing a cat book, you want to have somebody with a name that sounds almost like Kibbles and Bits. It's just... And uh, the penciler is Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. Uh, this was an interesting story, I guess. It's a it's just a big silly slap fight. It is a comic okay. in which uh, Deadpool accidentally maims Marvel Comics mainstay and postal delivery man Willie Lumpkin. Oh no! Yes, and he is going to die unless he has emergency surgery that involves vibranium. Really? Yes. So Deadpool needs to go to Wakanda and get some. Uh, he goes to Wakanda, he infiltrates the, the city. Uh, he asks King T'Challa for some vibranium, about the size of a bullet. Okay. So immediately, T'Challa distrusts him. Mm -hmm. Deadpool lays everything out in front street about what this series is going to be. He's like, no, no, no. First of all, we're going to have a misunderstanding. We're going to have a big epic fight. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a common villain. Yeah. We're going to have to team up to fight that villain, and then you're going to give me what I want. So why don't we just cut to the chase and you give me what I want? And T'Challa's like, no, I am the, I'm the standard superhero. I follow the tropes. You defy them. So then they fight. 
And uh, so that's the story. And, and at this point, why do people just like in just like characters that? go like, okay, you know what? It's Deadpool. I'm gonna I'm gonna right, just trust him. Fine, fine. Uh, we for me the the standouts for this issue are that's what happens. Uh, the standouts for this issue are uh, the art is cool. It's a nice. It reminds me of uh, who's the dude who drew. Yeah, yeah, Night of the uh, Night of the Monsters during the uh, during during that big event. There was oh. somebody who drew that story, and I don't remember who it was, but it looks like a merge of a mesh of that style and like Scotty Young a little bit. Really, it's very like it's like a sketchy, kinetic, youthful style, hmm. and uh, it's good. It actually featured it, it's it f- serves the story well. The only issue that I had for me was that. Um, the first half of the book, it's Deadpool. And then when he gets to Wakanda, either the artist decided to have fun with it, which most char- most most artists do when they're drawing characters who have full face masks and have no range of emotion. Uh, but it looks like either the artist took liberties with it or Deadpool actually did it. Uh, he drew a smiley face over his mask. And it was very distracting for me because I was not sure if it was real or not. And it was that kind of distraction where, like, okay, going back a long ways, Spawn versus Batman, uh, for no reason, during Spawn and Batman's fight, every other panel, Spawn's mask comes off. Okay. And I, I was like, what is happening? And there's no explanation for it. Nobody explains, like, why. And the plot doesn't really explain it either. And for me, it's just, what it turns out to be is just, it was so freaking delayed and it took my phone forever. He just forgot what was going on. Per okay. Panel. Right, right. Um, but in any event... It was that egregiously movie tied. Hmm. Uh, Deadpool addresses it, but not enough for me to go like stop. Okay. Uh, T'Challa's been redesigned to look exactly like Chaz- Chadwick Boseman. Okay. Uh, his sister uh, is Shuri. Shuri, completely. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I didn't really. I was like, I was waiting for the rest of the sentence. I was like, oh, he wants the name. Yeah. Uh, completely oh. redesigned to look like the actress who plays her, and also she was like de-aged to make her the age that the actress is. Sure. Uh, also, his bodyguard is in it from the movie. Oh, okay. Okoye. Yeah, Okoye. Uh, I think, think she actually is a character. I didn't know if she was or not, but she certainly is in the comics. Okay. And she certainly looks like the actress who portrays her in the movie. Okay. Uh, very egregious. Now, when they do that kind of like when they do a crossover, though, they tend to take more I guess liberties. You I know don't what know. I mean? So I will say uh, the Deadpool fourth wall breaking references were very organic and they worked really well for the character. And they do exactly what people come to expect from Deadpool. Okay. This is the kind of thing I would expect from an MCU depiction of Deadpool. Okay. Um, take that as you will. I think he is a little neutered, but otherwise Deadpool. Right. It's the it's it, and he's whimsical, funny, fourth wall breaking, and it's everything that the pop culture landscape understands Deadpool to be. Okay. Even if it's not quite the Deadpool that you've been reading about for the last twenty years. Okay. Um, it's a fine story. I'm not going to buy the second issue. I know where it's going. Unfortunately, Deadpool is so on the money that I already know how this is going to end up. And so, and because it's Willie Lumpkin, you're not going to kill him in this stupid miniseries. So, well, yeah. you know. Unless they do. Unless they do, in which case that sucks. But either way, it's fine. It's a pass for me, but okay. uh, I get what people... gave it a shot. I gave it a shot. I get why people like it. And the art is very good. Okay. So, I got to give it up to uh, Ricardo Lopez Ortiz, who I have never seen before. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we'll see again in the sure. future. Um, so, yeah. 
Uh, jumping into the Super Chats before we transition to your book, mm-hmm. Justin Beckford says, Wade drew the smile on the panel. Okoye is presenting Deadpool to T'Challa through the hologram call. By the way, just showing love. Uh, okay symbols. Thank you. There you go. Thank so he drew you. it during the book. Uh, I read it twice. I was like, I didn't see it, but either way. All right. Uh, so, yeah, what do you got? Um, just, again, like much like you're just touching on a book, um, I just wanted to touch on um, a uh, book from DC that is a uh, five-issue miniseries. I'm not going to go in-depth to it because I don't really feel like I can speak well to what's been going on in this character's continuity because okay. I really haven't been keeping up with it. But I did check out Old Lady Harley number one this week. Oh, yeah. Um, written by, and I know I read it somewhere in the... Uh, yeah. Uh, Frank Thierry. Yes. With art by Morissette. There it is. I got it. No, it's uh, Inaki Miranda. Oh. Well, never um, mind. It's, uh, it's, it's a continuation from um, an actual Harley Quinn issue. I think it's like 40, 42 or something like that. Oh, where they, where like they did a, to it? Where they did an Old Lady Harley book. Okay. Like a kind of just like, a, eh. So like this is a continuation of that. And so like they made it into this miniseries and it's like, it's, it's the future. And it's... So is it a tongue-in-cheek like reference to Old Man Logan? It's yes, but it's really Mad Max too. Like, there's a lot of Mad Max references to this, and I mean the more recent one. I guess really all of them. Okay. But it is very Mad Maxian um, in its design. Uh, Harley is in this book now. For me, like, I've checked in on Harley occasionally. I found in this book that um, she was like there were a lot of like quips or puns or jokes, mm-hmm. and it was almost like there were so many of them that like it kind of lost its punch for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it didn't back balance to back it. to back to back. And I'm like, it's really, like, I don't, like, I, I get it. You're setting the tone, but it's like, I got it. Right. I got the tone. Like, we're, we're good here. Like, when you have so many of them, like, and one happens, like, if there was a tense moment and you had one, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, ha, 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 cool. Like, right. That's Harley. Yeah, we're supposed to break the tension in a Yeah, but if you're constantly doing it, you don't well, break any tension. Well, then there is no tension, tension. and yeah. it's all just broken. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but there's a lot of world building going on, just an establishment of kind of what's going on. Um, she's hanging out with uh, Red Tool, who's like Inspector Gadget. Um, okay. <laughs> he's got, I only say that because literally he has, you know, like, Go-Go Gadget, like, right. leg springs. Um, and, um, the, the big reveal at the end of this book, for those who don't want to know, I apologize. Um, first they, they battle a bunch of Azrael robots. Okay. Which is like. Why? Um, All right. And then like Batman Beyond is there. Oh. And like, so the next issue was going to have like Batman Beyond in it or a version of that. Okay. In this book. I don't really think it's for me necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get the concept. Yeah. Like I, I, like I kind of understand what they're going for. Mm-hmm. I just think that. They could have done a better job yeah. with it. I mean, like Harley is the kind of character who, like, placing her in an apocalyptic future could really work. Yeah, and, like you could have a lot of fun with it, and like, were it more like Old Man Logan in the sense of like, like actually like tense and dark. Yeah, like put her in an actual like world where it's just like, here's the fallout from what happened, which is kind of what it is. But don't make the world a joke. Right. Let her be the joke. Yeah. Let her bring that to the world. Like, let the world be serious. Like. Old Man Logan manages to have a Venom T-Rex in it. Right, and there is some really levity in that book. it's successful, you know what I mean? Even though it's a true threat. Um, and it's not, it's like they didn't really, I don't know. Like mm-hmm. the world's just overall too like, ha, that, I don't know. Fair it, enough. It kind of was a miss for me. Mm, there you go. Yeah. yeah but right. I did say I would check it out, and I did. And I did. <laughs> Uh, for me, I, uh, I also, I said I would pick this up, or at least I mentioned it in our recommendations from last week. Yeah. So I'm going to bring it up now. Uh, the Infinity Warps Arachnite number one came out. Okay. Of two. There are two Just, books. Some of them are, some of them are, and some of them were three. Yeah. They, uh, they said that this was going to be written by Max Bemis, but Max Bemis was like, uh, I write 
Moon Knight to work through my mental health, and I'm also not doing Moon Knight anymore. I'm not going to do, like, a joke about Moon Knight. Right. Uh, so Dennis Hopeless wrote it instead. And uh, to his credit, Hopeless is, like, a uh, the like a Brett Ratner-type person, not in, like, terms of character, but in terms okay. of, like, execution, where it's like, I need somebody to tell a story that has a beginning, middle, and end, and that anyone could write. Brett Ratner, will you make that movie? And he's like, yes, I will, and I can, and I'll do it in budget. Okay. Like, Dennis Hopeless, I need you to tell a story that has beginning, middle, and end, and has some action in it, and you can balance those things. And he's like, yes, I can. Here you go. And they're like, thank you. And that's what he did. Okay. Would you Would you like to see... A, oddly enough, I will say this uh, about Arachnite, uh, is that it is so, the best way you can possibly tell a merged Spider-Man and Moon Knight. The funny thing about that is... He's got three personalities in his heads, but they're all, like, arguing with each other. Yeah. And, like, one takes over. You okay. know, he's like, okay, I need to be a scientist now, and the scientist character will take over. And then, like, if I need to be P- Peter Parker or whatever character his name is, yeah. like, you know, I'll be that character. And then if I need to be if I need to be the Arachnite, I'll transfer him. And, like, it's, it's the whole thing. Uh, but they, like, they, they're literally, it's like three characters are driving the car and they switch places every time. Sure. It's kind of like Crazy Jane sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sure. And so, in terms of that, it was actually pretty well executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the art looks good. The story is fine. It's very standard. It's once again, it's just like, have you ever read a what if book? That's what this is. Um, so, what's the name of the character? Like, what's his? What's his actual name? Yeah, I don't remember. Like okay. Peter Specter. Yeah, like, I wasn't sure which way they'd go with it. You know, Mark like Parker. Parker. I yeah. don't remember. Okay, it's so unremarkable. Is is Conchu a thing, or is it like no? Like it's an the amalgam it's of... it's basically if like the if Anansi acted like like Conchu. Okay, but not even you know like it's more like instead of him getting bit like he visited like Aunt May and Uncle Ben are murdered by the Green Goblin, but he's like a Jekyll and Hyde type character in Central Park. Okay, and then he is visited immediately by like a spiritual spider that like bites him and is like, I will, if, like, basically says, you know, like, it, you know, Mark Spector's left in the desert and Conchie's like, I'll bring you back to life if you be my, like, my agent. Uh, this was more like, hey, uh, the spider comes to him and is like, I'll bite you and give you powers and, and make you strong again if you're my guy. Right. And he's like, okay, I'm an eight, I'm like an 11-year-old boy. That sounds fine. Sure. So, like, you know, and, and the idea is like, who's the goblin? It's Norman Osborn. Right, Peter works yeah, with Harry. Sure. He has... But, like, and it's funny because if it were, if, if Dan Slott didn't write Spider-Man and did, like, the whole Tony Stark thing, this would be like, oh, it's kind of novel. Look at Peter Parker running a company, making inventions, doing yeah. all these things. But that's exactly what we yeah, have it here. Happened. So it's like, oh, I, yeah. so it's a combination of, like, stuff I've already seen, stuff I could have imagined already. Right. But it's not meant to be a what if. Like, this is supposed but to be an is, amalgam. But it is a what if. They kind of are. But, like, most of them are just meant to be, like... It's the what if they were together, and, like, so it's meant to, like, kind of follow their history. Right, except that we just did a what if where what if Peter Parker became the Punisher. Yeah, I know. It's literally the same idea. Yeah. Um, the design of the Arachnite is good and bad. Like, the hood plus spider cowl idea is neat. Okay. Um, Do you want it as a Spider-Man skin for right, the game? Well, here's the thing. Even if I if I want it or not, it's coming anyway. You don't know that. I'm just that's saying a, that's like, an that's alternate Spider-Man a... costume. That will happen forever. That's Could there. Be... I can never be undone. I guess. I can play as the ends of the earth spider armor okay. in the game. That's I'll get the Arachnite one day. Yeah. But like as you can see, the goblin is literally just the ultimate goblin. From yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man. So it's like it's an. I guess it really is like an amalgam of like multiple Spider-Man properties and 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 I guess Moon Knight too. It's it's weird. It's not great, but it's very fine. 
I think it's actually a little better than the What If Punisher Spider-Man book that that's, just came out a yeah, week or two good. ago. Yeah, that's good. That's something. So, like, but at that point, you know, like, but why? Like, at the end of the day, my question is why? Okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's fine. It's It tells a little story. If you're looking for, like, a one-off or a two-off in this case, uh, it's it's fine. Like, and you'll enjoy it. Uh, if sure. You're, but, like, if, you're, if your feet are held to the, to the fire about it, it's like, whatever. <laughs> uh, by the way, I also forgot to mention the pencils are done by Ale Ganza. Uh, Garza. Garza, okay. And uh, it's, it, Garza has a very, like, Ed McGuinness-style, like, temperament to him. Okay. So that's cool. Uh, and, and it's, so it's consistently drawn, and it's, like, a fun what-if-style mm. book. Uh, that's what they all are, but this one didn't bring anything new to the table. Didn't blow my mind. Uh, by the way, I don't think this was actually from this week, but I should address the Super Chat from last week. Gibson yeah. Bradfield said, best place for Batman to live if Gotham disappeared. Uh, I guess Bloodhaven. Yeah, all right. Just to address that super chat. Yeah, like, that's pretty good. Like, you could just... Yeah, just like, well, this place sucks, too. Go to Coast City. Right? Yeah, and just... just he They should do a book where it's just like Batman USA, and it's just Batman going to different cities. Just try. And just horning it on other people's territories. Exactly. Until they're finally like... You have to leave. You have to leave. You they, can't. You basically, can't. Justice League just finds him a city and gives it to him. Yeah. He goes like, here you go. You and he's like, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. And Grievous just says, Arachnite looks like a merge of Ben Riley and Moon Knight more than normal Spidey and Moon Knight. Yeah, no, I Big agree. Big time. Yeah. yeah, it's basically, well, because Ben Riley's suit, especially the Scarlet Spider suit, is just the Spider-Man suit, but without the webs. It's just red. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fine. Uh, ultimately, my problem with Infinity Warps is this. Marvel has clearly an internal memo mm -hmm. that says no crossovers. Like, we're not doing any crossovers right, with right, anybody right. anymore ever again. Yeah. But people who work here remember Amalgam, and people who are reading this and are spending a lot of money on our books remember Amalgam. Mm -hmm. And rather than, like, go across the street or send an email and share some money... Mm -hmm. That might be double the money I would make right now, but I have to split half of the double. I'd rather keep all the money and just recreate Amalgam, but without DC entirely. Can we replicate Amalgam, but without the premise that makes Amalgam special? Right, yeah. The answer is, kind of, because anyone will buy comics. So, like, you know... It's right uh, for me. It's it's a representation of Marvel like refusing to get on the to, to play ball with everybody. Yeah. Marvel's Marvel's insistence that they're not only like special, but that they're so singularly different from everything else out there, even though they are very much not. Right, right. So there you go. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Tiffany's outfit that I called attention to but didn't actually address. This is actually your your Halloween costume. It this is, is a straight up Gryffindor costume. You got your wand, your 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 Gryffindor colors and everything. Yeah. Plus a little secret. I do. You want, you want to show them your secret? Oh, Tiffany's a Death Eater. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, yeah. I am. Nobody. Uh, uh, so uh, to uh, stay in the realm of these... Um, warps? Yeah, I actually read uh, Soldier Supreme number two. This hey! Which is the last one for Which you kind of dug the first one? Yeah, it was an interesting like, uh, concept. And like for me, it's only um, a pickup because Doctor Strange is involved. And I'm like, I kind of like the idea of playing around with like origins. And I'm like, that's cool. Would I highly recommend this book? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, it is written by Jerry Dugan with art by Adam Kubert. Uh, Adam hey. Kubert, which is like, it's a, it's a treat. It's really, right. you know, enjoyable uh, to like check out his panels and his takes on just the books in general. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> but um, so basically, we, last time we left, um, Stephen Rogers, Soldiers of Rain, mm -hmm. uh, he was in the midst of World War II. Um, Wong had died, um, but was a ghost and had come back. And um, Dormammu Red had sent him into the Dark Dimension. And that is essentially their take on him falling into the ocean. Mm -hmm. And so, like, he misses out on all the rest of the war. Oh, well, he's, he's in the dark dimension. in the dark dimension. That's cool. And, like, through being in the dark dimension, he learns to grow stronger with his sorcery. He learns how to fight. He learns how to be, like, a... a uh, um, like fighting his way through and then like he sees that there's like this beacon of light and like everything from the dark dimension is scrambling for it so like he like mounts a centaur and it's just like <laughs> ride or die man right like you're either gonna bring me there or I'm gonna kill you because they're all racing for it and like the centaur is this moment where he's like this is the most humiliating moment of my life right <laughs> And um, he makes it there first. Obviously, he like, gets out, and like it turns out, it's a bunch of Satanists who are trying to bring forth Satan. Um, oh, well, that's what under they... well, yes, under the like uh, tutelage or like leadership of uh, Mordok. Oh God! So it's Baron Mordo and, and Mordok. Yeah, it's mental organism ritually designed for the occult. And um, I think they have more fun designing these names, uh, right? And like, I hate Modoc, but like, it's a great looking like version. It's hilarious. It really works. I think mm -hmm. um, it's so funny because like they do like these tiny little nods. Like Dugan does a really good job of like having almost a move the car George moment, but it's only a panel. Okay, and that's it. One panel, you it, know, that's that's totally, where you make the joke, but it, it's not quite. It's the joke, and it also fits with um, Stephen Strange in a sense because like. Uh, it's one of the one of the occultists uh, or Satanists or whatever is mm -hmm. uh, a woman, and she's just like, oh, I didn't expect Satan to be so handsome. Uh, <laughs> okay, there he is. And I'm like, that's that's fun, that's cute. Um, yeah. But what happens in this book is like clearly like they're like, okay, Soldier Supreme's going to be in the final fight. Right. So like in Infinity Wars, so like oh. we have to finish up and get him there and like show him how he's going to get there. Mm -hmm. So he ends up like. Basically, astral projecting or spirit walking into Mordok, where he discovers that Mordok's actually two beings is in one. Oh, and he's so he like, sees, oh, oh crap! So he's like the Doctor Strange fate of the amalgam. Yeah, yeah. Of, I'm sorry, the Infinity War. Exactly, and he ends up getting um, the eye of Agamodon instead of like. Oh, it's like it's Odin and Agamotto were merged. Yeah. Okay. And um, so he goes back to like uh, the current time period, and like they, you know, debrief him and all that stuff, and then like we see him kind of like in a Sanctum style thing, and like. Um, Mordok had like threatened to be like, "Will you turn it on yourself to see what what you yeah, are?" Yeah, who you are? Because like Mordok's like, "I'm out of here. Things are going real bad for us." And that's when he hears a cry out from Emma Frost, who's just like, "We need soldiers and we need them now. Like, yes. We need warriors." That's and part he's of just Infinity like, Wars. "He's like, not to worry. Stephen, like you know, Rogers is on his way." Yeah. And like, so he leaves to go and like fight in the Infinity Wars. Okay. So like. This was really just a wrap up of like you know just you know being like here's like here's how we're gonna like work in the like you know the main story because well, it's like World story. War Two how do we get into modern day we're gonna use it's kind of clever it is very clever it is more clever than an idea like this really deserves <laughs> or yeah. it's just like this is so silly but like it works uh, like I said Adam Kubert's art is really fun yes um I like seeing his take on um like Doctor Strange and in fact I really don't like the helmet. That they put on him, but I know it's a very Captain America yes. style helmet, mm -hmm. and so like, we actually get to see him without it. And like, I'm just like, 
Adam Kubert's really good. Like he's yeah. just really good at drawing people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was fun. Is it like a like you got to read this? It's a tie-in. Essentially, this right. especially is a tie-in. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're a Strange fan, this is kind of fun to to see how like if Doctor Strange was more of a physical fighter. Yeah. Versus being a spellcaster. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. It's kind fair of neat. enough. Uh, the Red Samurai asking Sal, would you consider dressing up as the birthday boy from Batman <laughs> Earth One to scare or pull a prank on Ben? If so, please film it. If I do a scare prank on Ben, you can bet your boots I'll film it, but yeah. I will never dress as the birthday boy. We'll just hire somebody. Yeah. I actually know a guy. We saw him at the bir- at the uh, Halloween party we were at last night. <gasps> oh, ben, don't watch this episode. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this uh, this next book comes to us from uh, Nick Spencer and Humberto Ramos, naturally. Uh, we're talking about um, Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. uh, number eight. Uh, this is continuing the Nick Spencer tradition of doing Spider-Man now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, because like, we always... The, the long history. The long history, the long eight-issue history of Nick Spencer writing Spider-Man. Uh, this issue was really good. Really? Because I haven't heard you say that it, like, No, it's been, has it's been... been very standard. Yeah, it's, you're like, it's, it's fine. Yes. It's been fine. Mm-hmm. But, but really this good. is really good. It, it was the most Spider-Man issue that he's written so far. Okay. Uh, we're establishing status quos. We're addressing the things that he set up. We're finally paying off some stuff. Uh, like, oh, Peter Parker and Mary Jane are on a date. Ooh. Not really a date, but re- it's it's better than a date. It's not even like they're at a fancy restaurant. Doc Ock attacks. It's not Doc. Not Doc. I'm just saying, like yeah, the, these yeah. are the standard like, expe- expectations. Sure. No, they're at like a farmer's market in the city, just just being themselves together. Okay. And then, uh, okay, so uh, basically, there's like, and I don't know if it's connected to this guild. I hope it is. Basically, we establish that like the guild of thieves has become this like huge and it's like been around forever and everyone who's like a business mogul or has any like money or has or or has earned their 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 keep through ill-gotten gains has to pay their tithe to the guild of thieves really and so uh we see that by they making an example of some like business tycoon but uh that we're setting up that the guild of thieves is going to be a main force of nature slash antagonist for spider-man soon that's fun yeah it is fun and so what they did was they're like the reason why things are so hard for us is because of superheroes they're annoying and they're everywhere so let's steal Mm. from them and so basically the guild of thieves works like in one day Mm -hmm. and steals everything so like thor loses his hammer his his new hammer okay. Mjolnir's gone obviously but like his hammer gets stolen mm-hmm. Iron Man's armor is all stolen Cap's shield is stolen like everyone's stuff is gone mm-hmm. and everyone's screwed and so Tony calls Spider-Man and he's like I need you to We're all hands on deck at Avengers Tower yeah and this is where we, where Nick Spencer establishes like Spider-Man's not an Avenger anymore okay and I'm like oh and also nobody likes him and okay. I'm like, yeah, no one would anymore. Right, right, right. But uh, but Mary Jane does, and we're also establishing with her, she gets a subplot. Thank you. Uh, she's like, what am I gonna do for like a living? Right. My my Stark Severance package is gonna like run out eventually. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I was a nightclub owner. I was an executive at Stark. I was a supermodel. I was mm-hmm. an actress. Like, what am I gonna do now? What can she do? Right. And <laughs> I I like the idea of them establishing like her future. Uh, you know, for me, like, go back to being an actress, because, yeah. like, that was always a fun subplot, and it, there's, 
acting has so much tumult, so he was, there's many there's a myriad of opportunities for you to sure. talk with that. Anyway, so Stark calls up Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man eventually swings into action, and when he leaves Mary Jane, someone else shows up at Mary Jane and says, like, oh, he's always doing this, isn't he? And you're like, oh, who could it be? And so there, I think it's connected to the, 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 the centipede blue guy. There's this, okay. like, there's this blue centipede guy that's like, meh. Okay, right, right. So, um, anyway, the, the, oh, hey. the I have Akamato stolen as well. <gasps> I know. You can't just take, no. Well, they did. No. Also, I don't like. It's the, a really weird strange. It's a weird It's a really choice. weird strange. They even steal all of Punisher's that's guns. That's like two, that's like, like a combo of things. It's bizarre. I know. Anyway. Uh, but we're, we're establishing like their far reach, you know, how, how oh, deep okay. they go. Uh, but anyway, so Spider-Man jumps off a building and he's going to webline uh, his way away from it. And he realizes that they stole his web shooters. What do you, does he not do a systems check right? before he takes off? Well, it's just it's just a dude in a suit now. He's not like you know, Peter Parker, you know, Tony Stark ripoff. Uh, that being said, he would feel them on his wrists. I yeah, thought, I, I, I was meant like, like that kind of system when we were setting check, up like... when we were setting up him jumping. I'm like, he's gonna have no web shooters. I see where this is going. But at the same time, like, okay, but I'm having a good time. Right. Um, so he is plummeting to his doom, and he's about to like write himself when Black Cat shows up and rescues him. And then she slashes into him, and she's like, you and I have unfinished business. And that's the end of the issue. And it's like, oh my god, this felt like the most, like, a real Spider-Man comic. Also, Black Cat's in her classic costume. She really is. Thank you. Like, and not because I didn't like the old suit. Right. But I think it's an, it, it's an attempt by Spencer to say, we're going back to basics. Yeah, the, the background on that image is kind of bizarre, but... Well, it's Ramos, it's and he's weird. rushed, so... It's fine. It's just, it's like, I'm like, okay. It's just, it's just nothing. Yeah. Well, it's just a color. It's, yeah. It's, it's was... a favor. I was actually in a, in a, in a previously recorded episode of Elseworlds Exchange, which was coming out on, like, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um... By the way, I had no live episode of Elseworlds this week. It's going to be a recorded episode that we did um, this past weekend uh, with a special guest, a pair of guests, actually. Who yeah. Worked on a, who worked on a great-selling comic book. So stay tuned for that. But they uh, were like, they will give their artists, like, a pass sometimes where it's like, no background. Oh. Like, you don't have to use a background today. Okay. Just just do color. Just, just you know, just use a blur effect. It doesn't matter. Oh, Okay. Um, so that's probably what happened in this, in this case. But anyway, uh, it's it it seems to me like it's Spencer coming to the audience and saying like we're we're going back to basics, right? Okay. Um, so I'm on board, particularly because like no one's been interested in doing anything with Black Cat, and it's kind of like hard to tell what she's up to. Yeah. Um, you know, like she was a kingpin. Then yeah. like when we first opened this series, like the new series with Spencer, like she was. With the heroes, but, like, nobody knew what the hell was going on. She was just there to, to do a Vi Felicia joke. Yeah. So, like, maybe whatever. But anyway, she shows up and she's going to kick ass. Uh, and I'm, I'm down. I think it's really fun. You're like, I'm down for ass kicking. I'm down for this. Like, these are all characters from Spider-Man's rogues gallery and, like, supporting cast. Let's use them. Yeah. He, he has one of the richest supporting casts in Marvel. Use them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and also, like, maybe put all the toys back on the shelf. Like, maybe make J. Jonah Jameson, like publisher of the daily bugle again like maybe do all a few things sure. give mary jane a job yeah you know get make her a character at the very least please so i dug it and i recommend it pick okay. it up that's awesome yeah if, if by the way if you've been on the fence you can start with eight okay like all you need to know is pete and mary jane are back together and even then you'll find out when you're reading the damn book <laughs> so check that out uh moving on to the super chats if we have any uh, i don't remember if we do uh, yeah, Mr. Roboto says, Hi, Sal, are you a Gotham City imposter Batman? Uh, yeah, 
I also, Remember that? I also met, noticed some people were saying you kind of look like uh, Greg Capullo. Like you were dressing up like Greg Capullo. Yeah. What's up, brother? You need uh, sunglasses. I do need sunglasses, and I need to change my goatee. <laughs> Plus, I'm not buff. I'm just big. He's really dope. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what do you got next? I'm um, staying in the Marvel uh, region. I, don't, I, I really didn't know where that was going. I kind of just failed on my transition there. Mm -hmm. uh, this, so if you've been reading this, you haven't read it, uh, I am going to spoil this book. So okay. I want to mute us for a minute or so. I'm going to totally spoil it for Sal because yeah. you missed it. You missed it. That's fine. I'm just going to tell you. It's the nature of my, my, my job. Um, so um, when last we left the century, uh, Bob Reynolds had embraced the void mm -hmm. and uh, basically combined with him to make this red and black version of the century who's like super powerful. And um, he is still fighting uh, Billy. Yeah. I'm like Bob, Billy. Right. Tony <laughs> um, like I'm like, come on, brain. Um, so basically in this... It, like, we already kind of knew and it had come to a head, like, what Billy's true intentions were. It was really less about, like, the century, like, not being in control and more about, like, Billy and, like, missing out and not getting uh, his chance at, like, power or stardom or anything like that. Like, he was brought into this world and he really shouldn't have been. Right. And then, like, it all fell apart. Like, there was no uh, support system for him, mm -hmm. in a sense. No. You know what I mean? Like, right. Scout had nothing for him. No, it's true. So, like, he really lays into him, and he's just like, it's not fair. I finally got the power of the century, and you had to one-up me? No. And he tries to just start pummeling him, mm -hmm. and uh, Sentry grabs his hand and, like, shatters it. Oh! Um, so, like, he has no arm on the other side, oh, and God. now his hand is his, his hand is broken. And, um, like, he's just like, no, don't you get it? You should have never had power. Like, some people are meant to have power, and it's not you. Like, like Billy? Yeah. Like it's what Bob's saying to him? Yeah. Oh. That's the century. He's just like, it's like, no, it's not. No, you don't get it. Right. Like, it's not, you're it's, not cool. It's never you. <laughs> it's never going to be. Right? So then, like, he lets loose, um, like, his, like, or not, like, or Scout does. Like, he lets yeah. loose, like, a laser, like, blast kind of thing, <laughs> which ends up, like, melting his face. Okay. Because he really can't control it. Like, he's had it for all of, like, uh, a few hours. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. So, um,. They kind of, like, the void, like, lets, like, out, like, some of, like, the blackness. Mm -hmm. And, like, for a moment, like, it envelops them. And it's, like, he and Bob talking. Mm. And he's just, like, he, he, Bob then is just, like, you weren't meant to have this power. Right. And he's, like, oh, and you were? He's, like, I was. Yeah. I am. I am meant to have this power, Billy. Right. And he's just, like, and, like, I his berries in half. face <laughs> is, like, melting. His arm is, like, melt, like, the flesh is just melting off his body. <laughs> and he's, like, I've got, it's the power of a thousand exploding suns. And he's just, like, Bob's, like, I know. Let me take it back from you. Mm. And so, like, he reaches out his arm and, like, Billy reaches out his, like, arm that he has left, basically. And he grabs it. And then he grabs, or Bob grabs Billy's neck and he just, oh. like, kills him. Mm -hmm. And um, he's just, like, let me take it back. There. And so he kills him, and, like, um, not only are, like, people, like, looking on to this, mm -hmm. but, like, the Avengers show up. Oh, God, yeah. And, like, by the Avengers, I mean, like, a team of superheroes. It's not really the Avengers, because it's Iron Man and Captain Marvel and Thor, Captain America, and She-Hulk, and also Misty Knight and all of her guys. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the Avengers. That's, that's a team I'd like to see. Right? And um, they're like, uh, Bob. hey, Bob. You and like Captain America's like, you're gonna have to come with us. And he's just like, Oh, are you recruiting me for the Avengers? He's like, Not no. quite. <laughs> so like they all like leap into action and like none of them can stop him. Yeah. He's he's the sentry in the void simultaneously. He's he's too powerful for them. Like mm -hmm. it's not gonna work. And um, you know, during the fight, he all of a sudden like it's just like Argh! and like he's like, wait a minute, because he left Cranio. Right. Who's like in his head still trying to like 
get control of this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Like, where it's like, for a moment, the bad guy is trying to work, and he ends up, like, punching him so hard, it, like, shatters them being in the mindscape and, like, brings them back out into reality where okay. he's, like, completely, like, destroyed him. Whether right. or not he's alive or not is questionable. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Um, Jenny, by the way, was in the crowd, so she saw everything go down, mm-hmm. and so she runs up to the apartment, and she's just like, Bob, is that you? Yeah. And he's just like, it is. Hey, I'm really glad you're here. And she's just like, get away from me. You're a monster. You killed Billy. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, mm, you know, in another lifetime, it, we could have been something else, but right. uh, I guess not. And then the rest of the superheroes show up, and he's just like, uh, so you can't beat me? Mm-hmm. He's like, I know you think you're here because, like, you, you're not going to let me go, but, like, it really is you just can't stop me. So you're just going to have to let me go. Right. <laughs> and they're like, what, and trust that you're going to do the right thing? He's like, pretty much. <laughs> and then he just leaves. Okay. He leaves Earth. Oh, okay. He's just, he's just like, nah. Okay. It's, uh, it's me and the Void now. We're pals. Yeah. I'll take it. Right? It's kind of interesting, like, yeah. just to leave this looming threat out there, whether or not Lemire will do any more, I, I honestly don't know. Right. I'm, I'm sure people have been questioning whether or not this series will be an ongoing. Yeah, maybe he'll join the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Right? I kind of almost prefer him just being a thing out there that everyone will kind of forget about until they decide to do, like, Until someone actual... has a really good idea with him. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he'll come back and they'll be like, oh. Yeah. I'd love to see, like, an <laughs> Annihilation-type story with the Sentry at the, at the core. Right? That'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I love it. So, interesting. That's dope. <laughs> it's, of course, uh, written by Jeff Lemire, with uh, art by uh, Joshua Cassaro. Yeah. Uh, so, check it out. Yeah, definitely. This is, It was a wild ride. Yeah. Uh, and finally, finally. Uh, in terms of... Oh, yeah, for me, anyway. <laughs> well, let, well, hang on. Yours is an actual, like, like yeah, all right. big two book. Um, just real quick, very, very briefly. Um, if you're reading Cold Spots, that came out this week. Go pick it up. It was a lot of fun. If you were reading it, it's, it's just as good as it was. Um, we're just getting a little bit more deep down. We actually get to see a little interaction um, between father and daughter in this um, issue. And just a very interesting, like, what they're building up here of, like, clearly our protagonist is the only person who is, like, sane. Okay. You know what I mean? Or, like, he's a normal person in a crazy world. Right. And, like, at every turn he's just totally out of his depth. Yeah. But, like, he is, uh, he's, like, he's going to get his daughter out of there. Basically, right. come hell or high water, depend- no, no matter what it is that she is or isn't, it doesn't matter. He's going to get her out of there. Okay. Uh, again, it's Cullen Bunn, so for me, that's awesome. Yep. Um, also, this week, uh, Books of Magic yeah. came out. Um, now, this is Books of Magic is, is a Vertigo book that like I'm like I'm familiar with it, but like haven't. No, it wasn't your yeah, yeah. series. Um, but it is continuing from that, is my understanding. Uh, so if you were a fan of Books of Magic, pick it up. I guess um, it's written by Cat Howard, um, but with Neil Gaiman having, like, kind of approved their story. Yes, since he was the and one... he's the case with all of those, yes, right? Yes, but he did. He wrote the original books of magic. Hmm. You know what's funny? I was looking it up. You know who was meant to write it? This one or the last one? the original. One? Uh, no. J.M.D. Mateus. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I mean, the fact that Neil Gaiman wrote it probably is even awesome. Yeah, but Demetrius was meant to write it, and then a whole bunch of, like, shifts happened with the artist, and then Demetrius backed out, mm. and they let Gaiman write it. Demetrius is a good writer and has a really good handle on magic. Yes. I feel like he'd do a good job with right? books magic. Right, and then, like, it, it just kind of reminded me just how much, like, it's really easy to use Timothy Hunter in both the Vertigo and DC world, and you don't really see it being utilized because he's had crossover with so many characters who are magic based yeah um and including like this opens with like these kind of interesting like uh tapestry versions of like constantine and like you know like various other characters and such and it's just like right 
Yeah. You've like really, you've been around. Yeah, you've been around, and they're just like, no, nah, we're not gonna eat really. No, yeah. it's fine. And Fair I'm like, enough. you'll remember him now. Yeah. <laughs> writers and like start using him again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of reestablishing where he is right now in the world, um, based on the decisions he has made, Ooh. and um, just kind of. For those who hadn't, who aren't aware of it, trying to fill in the gaps of what has happened, right. um, and also setting up what will happen, I think they did a very nice job cool. of that. Cat uh, Howard um, tells a really competent story. Now, whether or not it fits with the same sort of feel from the last book, let's be honest, he's not Gaiman writing it. He's a very specific style. Yeah. Um, and I haven't it, seen a new, I haven't seen a new Gaiman book in a long time. Right. Right. And then for those who are, are mentioning it, this. Came out. Books of Magic came out before Harry Potter did. By a long, by a long shot. By a long shot. Um. So. Draw your own conclusions. <laughs> yeah, he is a boy wizard with a fun with a funky haircut, glasses, and a scar on his head. Take your own ideas Whatever about you what go you with think that. is um, all about. And he's also like he's meant to be the most powerful magic user of all time. Yes, wizard, you might say. Um. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Uh, and finally, last but not least, uh, this book that's like whatever, but Return of Wolverine number two came out. Uh, this one was uh, still written by Charles Soule, but this one, this time, the art was done by uh, Declan Shalvey, okay. who's done a great oh. job overall. Yeah. Um, I'm disappointed he's on this book. Why? Because it's not quite the Steve McNiven. Okay. Like the grandiose nature of McNiven's art. Yeah. Lent itself to the death of Wolverine in such a profoundly high caliber way okay like death of wolverine i think might be one of steve mcdevin's best looking books of all time really and the first issue of of return of wolverine which was also drawn by mcdevin had that same gravatis right this one uh just felt like it felt the most more like a comic book uh but they still wanted it to have the feeling of like but we're doing this thing right Uh, wolverine uh, uh, and a scientist who claims that her son has been stolen by uh, an, an evil clandestine organization that brought him back to life. Uh, they, they're, they're chasing the bad guys in a boat, the whole issue. Okay. And that's it. Uh, they don't catch up to them. <laughs> that's the whole book. Um, by the way, like, is it engaging and fun? Yeah. Uh, the idea is here that, like, Wolverine is still trying to, like, get in touch with, like, who he is. Uh, we've established a new, a new status quo for Wolverine where, like, Basically, they're like tongue in cheek referring to the fact that like Wolverine has like has had like a million different a million different interpretations, and so all those interpretations are in cells locked up in his mind, and so this like blank slate Wolverine will walk around the cells and unlock a certain Wolverine and let him out depending on the situation. Kind of like Arachnite. Yeah. Well, no, Arachnite is there's people and they all know about each other. These are like right, but like the- yeah, like when you need them. Yeah. They yeah. take control. Yeah, it is only like. They're, they're, it's more like Dreamcatcher. Okay. Uh, so, like, he, the first person he unlocked was Hero Wolverine. Like, clean, clean cut, yellow and blue suit. Right. Not an X. He's an he's an Avenger. He knows what to do. He's you know he's the right guy for the right job. And he like smiles and he makes good puns and you know he's like a superhero. Right. Um, but there's also other other versions in there. And then there's like memories that are locked up within those personalities and within those versions of himself okay. that also need to come out. Right. Um, now, are there any like ones that they don't want to? Yeah. There's okay. and there's one that like rattles against the cage the entire issue and that's Berserker Wolverine. Okay. The Berserker Wolverine is just this desperate 
like hairy monster. So it's just like with let, no nose. And... Yeah, and he, well, no, it's not quite that <laughs> bad. But he's just like, but he's like one day, like you know, he's like, come on, let me out, let me out. And like Wolverine's like, no, and he's like, no. one day I'm gonna come out. Yeah, well, and, and then like, clearly, cool. yeah, what's gonna happen is they're gonna have to. Yes, um, we also are establishing that like the forces that this like you evil organization. No. I told you. Uh, but the evil organizations that are... The, the, what The agents that they're using against Wolverine are clearly just, like, remnants from his past. Uh, the, th- the three characters... Or the two characters that they yeah. sent... Yeah. The, the two characters they sent after him are Omega Red and Dokken. Um, or at least... Versions. Reanimated ver- corpses. I don't know. But, like, when Wolverine sees the tattoo on his assailant's arm, uh, he's like, I know him, but he doesn't quite know him. This is... A mixed bag for me because, uh, you know, I don't like Dokken. Right. But uh, in any event. Uh, so he's fighting against the, like, Dokken clone zombie thing. Whatever. And as he's starting to lose, uh, his claws get hot. And we see the first emergence of his hot claws. Oh. You can even see them, like, burn red within his forearm. Which also kind of depicts, like, why like where his claws go. Like, they, they go into his forearm. Well, yeah, I assume. And, like, where else would they go? Right, but, like, so, sometimes they curve. It's it's, it's a mess. Uh, but I will say, Shalvi does a good job in this book establishing how straight his claws are and how, like, his forearm needs to be at a certain, like, levelness in order for them to come out. It's just a little note that I noticed. Oh, usually, okay. you know, usually if Jim Lee's drawn him, it doesn't matter. You know, just blah. Yeah, they're like organic almost. Yeah, like, but this is like, no. like, And I don't know if he has bone claws anymore. I think they might just be like these metals, these metal knives. Either way, they get hot. And uh, he uses them by cutting the fuel line with one claw and then shooting the fuel line through his hot claws to burn Doc in alive. <laughs> Which is cool. Uh the the mother of the uh, of the kidnapped boy tries to make out with Wolverine and then they arrive. And he's just like, yeah, you know what it is though. You're he's... you're not a redhead. Basically, but don't <laughs> worry because a, a certain redhead has finally discovered him using Cerebro. Oh, it's Jean Grey. She's like, oh, I found Lo- I found Logan. Um, of course, the person that Jean ca- talks to about it is Kitty Pride, thus establishing like the two like most important females in his life. If you don't count Jubilee, right? Um, which of course nobody does. Aw. I know. It's t- it's sad because for me, Jubilee was the Kitty Pride character. Yeah. It was Kitty Pride, and then Jubilee was for like the next generation. Right. And so, you know, they don't get armor either, but either way. So exactly. uh, it, it's it's fun. Uh the the by the way, he, uh, she also says like uh, he goes, Did I ever have like hot claws? And the scientist is like, No. You did no, that's, not. That's a new development. That's new and it's kinda dumb. And he's like, yeah, it is stupid. And you're like, okay, I see what's going on here. You're doing something. <laughs> so we'll see. Who knows? Uh, the Hot Claws, not complaining. I don't care. I, okay. I, have, no, I have no problem with it. Uh, especially since Soul was like, it's going to go away. I'm like, oh, well, then I'm just yeah, going to enjoy the fine. ride. Yeah, it's, it's cool. So, you know. Did you see, though, this week that they um, re-released The Return of Wolverine number 1? It's a director's cut edition. Yes. It is $10 and 152 pages. Wow. I'm like, yeah, somebody sent that to me. Really? I think it might have been Marvel, but it, I don't remember. It but like, I got the it. Script, inked pages, color pages, and a cover gallery. Yeah, I read it and I looked through it. It doesn't really give me much more insight, but it is fun to see how Charles Soule write the script. Right. And uh, it gives you insight into what, like, there are scenes that are like that have no dialogue, and especially for the first issue, but they're amazing. Mm. Uh, but like, where you're like, what's Wolverine thinking? Charles Soule tells you what he's thinking oh, in that's the script so, okay. to, to help, you know, put that. Uh, have McNiven put that into the pencil work. Nice. So that's really cool. Um, so those are the books that came out that we think are cool, that we think, uh, you know, we, well, that we reviewed. Or that we had time to... That we had time to talk about. Um, 
And now we're going to transition to the next part of our show where we recommend Ooh. books. I don't know. All right. Uh, so uh, before we get begin, I wanted to not recommend this book. Uh, Man of Steel is getting a trade paperback really or a hardcover release. So the miniseries that, is, that, that convinced me that Bendis couldn't write Superman is coming out. So if you want to not buy it, I highly recommend you don't because it's awful and terrible and boring and stupid. And Rogel Czar features heavily, so definitely don't pick up this book uh, because it's just really, really bad. And it is a definite harbinger of things to come. Uh, there are a lot of people who love what Bendis is doing with action comics and Superman. When the book comes out, which is very sparingly, uh, you know, hey, uh, it, it's kind of neat. But uh, <laughs> you know what's not? Man of Steel. Just really awful. If you want to get more of our opinions about that, uh, we reviewed, I think, every single issue on the show. So go back and check out those those uh, episodes. But uh, don't buy the book. Don't recommend it. And don't uh, support that series. Because all it says to DC is like, yes, we made the right decision. So don't pick that up. Um, I also want to recommend... Uh, an actual recommendation. An actual recommendation. Also. No. Uh, and this is Extermination number four. The book is so good and cool, and it's definitely going to get rid of those young X-Men. So like, if you hate the X-Men, the young X-Men, get, get ready, because they're going away. <laughs> they're uh, going to be exterminated. Yeah, they're going to be exterminated. That's, the, that's what the extermination is uh -huh. all about. It's a great series. The art is terrific. The writing is fun. It feels like old-school, classic X-Men shenanigans before they officially get into the, like full-blown, Marvel-endorsed X-Men shenanigans. It's written by Ed Brisson, Arpe Pepe Laraz. Pepe Laraz is like the new Stuart Eminem as far as I'm concerned. Definitely pick it up. It's really cool. Okay. Uh, I also, I guess, have to recommend this book because it's kind of neat that they're doing it. I read like some of the last issue and maybe I'm just not an Aquaman fan. I don't know. But Justice League Drowned Earth number one comes out. Uh, it's like a mini-series, I guess. It's called okay. Justice League Aquaman Drowned Earth number one. Mm -hmm. You want to know more about this Drowned Earth situation, you got to check it out. I will, I guess. That's all I have to say about that. It's written by James Tiny the fifth, fourth, with art by uh, Howard Porter. All right. Maybe I'll check that out because he's been really doing a great job yeah. um, on Justice League Dark, so I don't know. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, Heroes in Crisis number two comes out. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of discussion about this series. Yes. Uh, Clayman's art is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the story is questionable, but you know what? I love an old school, uh, good old fashioned DC murder mystery. We haven't had one of those since Identity Crisis, and clearly the same people who were in the editorial positions back then are still in their same exact jobs that, uh, than th now, Yeah. so they want to do it again. Uh, so if you like stories from like 15, 20 years ago, uh, here it is again, uh, but with different characters, and the characters that the main people who are in charge of DC think need to die, they are dead now, so if you didn't like those characters, great. If you did, sorry, because uh, those people will still be working there another 20 years from now, so <laughs> you know, get used to this. Uh, but that being said, uh, it, it's, it's interesting. I was actually reading uh, a scene from this book uh, in which they're doing an autopsy on like a character that like a handful of people care about, and, uh, you know, they talk about how, like, Sanctuary was this place where people, like, get over their trauma. And, like, hey, wouldn't it have been neat to actually see a scene where Batman goes there and, like, tries to get over, like, being paralyzed and going across the world and, like, getting his back fixed and everything? Like, yeah. that'd be neat. Let's not see that. Uh, but let's allude to the fact that happened. Uh, also, Superman, like, I died. What's all that about? That'd be neat to see. Probably not going to see that. Uh, but they talk about how they established Sanctuary, this place for heroes to, like, get over their shit. And they talk about it's wonder woman batman and superman and they're like so who killed these people and batman's like i don't know sanctuary is designed to be anonymous like people give their confessions and then they're immediately deleted 
And Superman's like, yeah, but we all know that you're backing them all up on hard drives for weaknesses for people. Like, we know who you are. And he's like, this is a pet project of mine that matters. I'm not like that anymore. I don't know who killed everybody. Like, I didn't do that. And they're like, damn it. <laughs> we were really counting on you to be a son of a bitch, Bruce. Oh, sure. Girl conscious now. I know. Like, it was how convenient. <laughs> but the fact they did that, I'm like, wow, that actually felt like like Tom King read a DC comic. <laughs> So, like, that's kind of cool. Um, and uh, also, in keeping with Wolverine, uh, Old Man Logan number 50 comes out. They're killing Old Man Logan. Uh, he had a good run. He had a good run. Uh, it's him versus the maestro. It was a good-looking preview that I read. Okay. And so if you are on the fence, like, check it out. See where he goes. I don't know if they're going to kill him or send him away. I have no idea what their plan is. But uh, it'll be sad. Because, like, this yeah. poor son of a bitch has been, like, dragged through the mud forever. Yeah. His whole premise is misery. So, like, you know, if you like that kind of thing. If you're into misery. Yeah. Woo! Pick up Old Man Logan, number 50, by Ed Brisson. Excellent. And Ibrahim uh, Robertson and Andrea Sorrentino. Okay. So what do you got? Um, so, actually, I, I do have, like, you're going to transition to one. I know that. Mm -hmm. um, but I also wanted to mention um, that up until November 1st, uh, Comixology is having a horror sale. Ooh, a horror um, sale. So, there, it's not like it's everything. It's not like a fire sale. Though. No, it's not everything. Um, but there are some interesting uh, pulls on there. I actually uh, picked up Joe Hill's The Cape, the one shot that oh. led into, like, a few, like, huge thing. Read it today. Super interesting. Hmm. Super duper interesting, cool. and like looking forward to seeing where that goes. Um, I'm sure most people know about this already, but the idea is that like a little boy grows up with like his favorite blanket, uh, mom turns it into a cape, um, and somehow it has like magic properties and makes him fly. Cool. But like he and his brother um, used to play superhero, and like one day like he fell out of a tree because like he the cape let him fly for a moment, and he panicked and he fell. Hurt himself really, really badly. Kind of screwed up his life because of that. And, like, oh. it's all about, like, his, like, fall from grace, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then, like, he finds the cape again, puts it back on. And, um, yeah, at that point, he's just, like, we see some crazy stuff happening. And he's just, like, when I was growing up, my brother and I used to play superheroes. I He always made me be the villain. Oh. And I'm, like, oh. Um, so that one shot had led into a whole bunch of other things. But you can pick it up right now. Like, like the one shot each issue is like 99 cents. That's cool. Wow. Um, so it might be worth checking out. You can also see what other horror things they have right now. But again, it's only until November 1st. So, you know, you got a few days. Yeah. But I thought we'd give it a shout out right now to that. Sure. Also, uh, Lane Works and Super Chat says, it's high time I support your guys. Thanks for the hours of entertainment. It can't be easy. And we know we love you. Thank you Thank so you much, so man. Much. That's very nice of you. Uh, it, it feels easy when you're doing it and then you like have to edit it and then it's not. Yeah. But like even then, sometimes it's like, you know what? Sometimes it feels easy and it ain't. Like, we, we did a back <laughs> issue and I was like, ugh, I sucked at this episode. I'm sure you did. Uh, and NB Gleason, uh, hey guys, is there going to be any My Hero Academia? No. Uh, or any He-Man Thundercats or Justice League Power Rangers? Those, probably more likely. Yeah. And by probably, I mean 100% more likely. Yeah. Um, but uh, even then, I'm not sure. He-Man Thundercats is a stretch. Um, yeah, I don't know if anybody would be interested in that. I have been reading some of the He-Man comics. Yeah. Are you 40? Maybe you'll like that episode. Like, yeah, it's I hard. I don't know. We don't know. Uh, and Justice League Power Rangers, more likely. Yeah, that's an easier sense, I heard that I book think. got terminated early. Hmm. So they didn't really get the chance to tell everything they wanted to. Hmm. It'll be a good uh, testing ground for Power Rangers, but like, it's Boom Studios books, so nobody's going to watch it. Yeah. I mean, like, look at know. look at our New Avengers Transformers episode. Right, right, right. Like, you know, sorry. 
Uh, so yeah, what else we got? Um, so uh, this week, um, while back, while back actually, uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale did a bunch of uh, Halloween-based stories that took place in Gotham with Batman involved with them. It is not long Halloween, um, but it's a series of them. There's like three of them, and mm-hmm. they're actually collecting them and re-releasing them again. Yeah. So and they're fun. They're, they're fun. fun. Um, you know, like. It's got, I think, uh, Mad Hatter, Scarecrow, mm-hmm. uh, Poison Ivy's in one of them. Yeah. And I love Tim Sale's Poison Ivy. Oh, yeah. You got to tell him that. I and did. And he was just like, that was a mistake to do that. He's like, it's so, like, he's like, I drew it as like a one, like, off image. And then I had to keep drawing her. And there's <laughs> all those leaves. And mm-hmm. I had to hand do them. I'm like, oh, But it yeah. looks so good. So. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're looking to pick that up as a collection, you'll be able to grab that on the 31st. Um, so then this week... There are like literally two books where it's just like, hey, Tiffany, hey, Tiffany. you've been waiting a long time mm-hmm. for this. A long time. Yeah. Doom Patrol number 12 is coming out what? this week, guys. Did, did Gerard Way finally finish writing it? So, Jesus. Uh, like when I spoke to Nick Darrington at New York Comic Con, he did say more was coming. And like that he and Gerard Way wanted to do more of this book. But Gerard Way, according to him, was living the rock star life right now. So he must have been doing something else. Um, also, don't forget that Umbrella Academy is coming out as a Netflix show, so I'm sure he's also kind of... Like, producing that? Yeah, he's probably involved with that. Um, but yeah, Doom Patrol number 12 is coming out this week. Yeah, uh, that's and, weird because we didn't get a copy. Hey, DC. Well, I don't think that they're bothering with that anymore because it comes out so... Uh, it's yeah. brilliant. It's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. I can't. I cannot wait to read this. Right? Cannot wait. No idea what the hell it's going to be, but... No. But... And then the thing that I'm probably the most excited for, um, which is... The Big Bad Egg, or the Bad Egg, not Big Bad, the Bad <laughs> Egg, um, they're going to be putting it out. Yeah. Uh, so, like, essentially, it's a Halloween special. They've been putting, like, this out a few pages at a time with an Image Plus. They're collecting it all, and I think there's some extra stuff in there as well. There is. Um, written by Scott Snyder, with art by the amazing Jock, who is such so a great. friendly British man. Yes. <laughs> I looked him up a while ago, and I didn't tell you. Like, what I he didn't was know. Be. Like, I assumed he was going to be this young, hip guy, like, whatever. And, like, not that he's not, like, hip. No. Um, but, like, it's just, just, just this pleasant British man. I'm like, you draw the scariest things ever. Yeah. Well, that was, like, it's funny. You, like, It's like you would flip Bermejo and Jock. Like, I did not expect Bermejo to look the way he looks. Yeah. All right. That's fair. He, you know, he's, like, he's like young and buff. <laughs> and he just kicked my ass. Yeah. But, um, uh, but yeah. So, but Jock um, just like, looks like somebody's uncle. He's like, hello. So nice. And I just kind of like verbally threw up on him when I met him at New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so, such a pleasant man. Uh, I cannot wait for this book. Yeah. Cannot wait for this book. Yeah. Ah, it's going to be okay. great. I hope. I mean, well, you read, you were most of it anyway. Yeah. So yeah. pick that up. Uh, so there you go. Uh, what else is happening on Confab that we should recommend or let you know that's happening? Um, first of all, uh, Good, Bad, and Ugly returns this week uh, with uh, obscure Marvel characters, which is a great show. I love doing it, and it's hard to make, so check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I guarantee you probably never heard of at least one of those characters uh, out of the three that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, so like I said, early uh, special Elseworlds Exchange. Um, I got to I gotta go run an errand, and it keeps me away from my computer, so I can't do the live show. Mm-hmm. But uh, there will be a recorded episode of Elseworlds Exchange released on Wednesday, probably in the morning. You know, to leave some time for okay. back issues to come out. And our Halloween back issues comes out. Yeah. Because uh, Halloween is a big, bad holiday for us, and so we like to celebrate it in style. Yeah. So you get to see us in costume. You have a totally different costume. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I wasn't ready when we shot that. No. So. But it's fun. It's fine. And it's I think you're really going to enjoy it. I hope so. Uh, and we'll see what happens, but I'm hoping to record another special bonus Elseworlds exchange 
tomorrow night of all times. I don't, I you know, that's... No promises. I can't promise. Uh, and if you want to know more about it, join our Patreon. Go to comicpop, or patreon.com slash comicpop. Uh, you'll get early access to back issues and other, like, behind-the-scenes photos and other yeah. like, early access videos when I finish them. Uh, back issues did not have a back... I did not have, like, a good, a good buffer, so, like, for a while I was, like, kind of screwed You're up. like, ah! Yeah, but uh, we're back on track, so you can catch some, like, early back issues there, and uh, maybe I'll also tell you who I'm hopefully going to be talking to. That'd be awesome. Um, you already know, you've already seen the Elseworlds Exchange if you're on the Patreon, by the way. The one that comes out on Wednesday? Oh, it's yeah. already there, so. So, uh, just real quick, uh, in terms of that uh, Halloween back issues that's coming out, um, stick around to the end of it. Yes, please. Uh, you, <laughs> the, the episode, for all intents and purposes, what you see is what you get. It's got the title. It's got the cover. You totally get what's going on. If you stay through, not the credits, but if you stay through the book, there's a bonus part of the episode that does another. So basically, it's 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 our third longest episode. Yeah. It has our most. Yeah. Uh, but stick around to that, because. Because it's, it's, it's Halloween. We want it to be scary. And the book we did wasn't scary. It wasn't scary. So I was like, we got to do something scary. So you did a little scary. You did a very scary I story. I found it to be scary. I don't know. So did everyone else <laughs> making the episode. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. Hopefully, hopefully. But uh, hopefully. stick around and hang out with us and watch it. Uh, before we go, let's just jump into the Super Chat again. Because Lady Ray said, Tiffany, I still owe you a photo of my Isabel uh, Saga <gasps> yes! cosplay. When I perfect the nose piece. Thank you so much for providing my favorite comic entertainment every week. Oh, Thank you I can't so much for wait watching. to see that picture. I can't wait. Yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Right? Uh, but thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you guys next time with another episode of Off the Rack. Uh, of course, stay here, uh, subscribe, click the bell for notifications. We actually did have our, we have our own personal accounts. Subscribe, and we click the bell. When this show went live, Boom, we yep. got a video. I actually got it. So, so if you click the bell to get the notifications, you will know when the show goes live and you can join us here. Uh, of course, check the description box below this video to see all the fun goodies. There's a lot of stuff for you to be more interactive and more collaborative here on Comic Pop. You can join the Discord and have live chats with me sometimes, mm -hmm. mostly with the audience, which is great. Uh, you can join our subreddit. Uh, which you can post your own pictures and stuff. Uh, you can join our Facebook group, our Twitter, our Instagram, everything. Uh, and it's really fun to just like hang out with you. So please avail yourselves of all the things we've made available for you because yeah. uh, it, it's a great here. It's a great community here. And we'd love to make it bigger with you. So we'll see you guys next time with another episode. I'm Sal and I'm Tiffany. Thanks for watching. Bye guys. <laughs>